Howdy, CEOs. Just giving a quick preface to this uh, last recording that we did. Uh, some of the audio levels and audio quality is probably not up to our best standard. Um, wasn't really focusing on the audio levels too much when we were recording this. So um, there will be kind of spots where the audio clips up or clips down. Uh, bear with us. Uh, but yeah, just take a listen and uh, enjoy our thoughts. Just keep in mind also that you're going to hear some opinions and thoughts. Uh as we review kind of our experience with this game and that each opinion is the property of that person that's sharing that thought or opinion and doesn't necessarily reflect uh, the Paratox Prun podcast as a whole. Howdy CEOs and welcome to Paraquits Prune. Hey. <laughs> a Crossroads Universe podcast that was aimed at delivering you a little bit of it. No, we're still delivering entertainment, actually. Uh, not much knowledge, though, and insights into the happenings of the Prosperous Universe. Universe. Uh, I'm your host, Pair, and with me tonight, I'm bringing I'm bringing back the All Star team, uh, Des, uh, the guest who won't go away, and Lexander, uh, Lexi boy as he know he's known around my circles um so talking about paratox prun talking about prun prune the prosperous universe all that jazz i don't really have a schedule open in front of me like i normally do for these podcasts so we're just kind of free willing it free balling it um but sort of why we wanted to kind of make this last recording i guess uh it's funny because we're, we're actually all playing Satisfactory right now. <laughs> and we're all like talking about, we're all talking about Prosperous Universe. We, we knew we, we wanted to record a last episode. So um, we're like, sure, let's get our mics. Let's make it happen, Captain. Um, so yeah, I'll start by saying that, yeah, like for me, uh, Prosperous Universe has been a game that I've played for like a full year of my life, um, which is pretty incredible. Um can't say that about a lot of video games. Uh, probably probably the next contender in my list of video games that I've ever played would probably be something like um, Destiny 2. Destiny 2 I played for about uh, three-ish, four, year, four years. So that was quite a bit of time. And then um, Squad was something also that I played for a bit of time as well. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, it's awesome that I've played it for as long as I have. But I guess like one of the things that I wanted to kind of, excuse me, one of the things I kind of wanted to open up our discussion with was just around the idea of like my, my sort of like what I thought the game was or where I thought the game was going versus kind of the more reality of the situation. And this opening bit is about the idea that when I first started playing Prosperous Universe, um, I kind of always had it like, you know, they we were talking about early access and all this jazz and like that's going to be early access even to this day i actually don't even know i should have brought this up actually i'll bring it up right now as i keep talking about it but um that it very much was like oh we're going to be working on all this cool stuff and working on all this like this new functionality with the game such as you know um you know infrastructure projects this and that and it's going to be really awesome and so for me what really i would say was the straw that broke the camel's back to some degree was actually the announcement of the government money coming into the game. Um, you might be like, well, why? The outbreak of the calm virus. There we go. That trailer was just playing on the background it, for a second. Because you're a, you're a capitalist. And you don't like <laughs> <government> <laughs> money. Yeah. 
Yeah, because I am a capitalist, but it really was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but it really was. I think actually me and Lex, I know you and me had a chat about this. Uh, we kind of more boiled it down to really my feelings behind what I'm saying. And it was more the idea of like, you know, I I love supporting devs. I love supporting game devs. And like, even when I started making these videos, these, you know, albeit humorous videos, the entire point behind making those videos um, funny and enjoyable for people to watch and, and informative because I was very much like, oh shoot, this game isn't going to do well unless we get some videos out there kind of talking about the game a little bit further and like, like giving people a tutorial, right? And so I wanted to make this game succeed. I wanted to make this game succeed. And then when I found out about the government money, I was very much like, oh, um, so... But like it, it kind of was like it became almost like a disillusion, like kind of like almost a cognitive dissonance from me. I, I was like, kind of disillusioned. I think you got completely disillusioned. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's probably it's putting it lightly. Um, for me, it was different. I, the whole government thing didn't bother me. No, it didn't. It was, did it. <laughs> yeah, it didn't. Not, not for me. I mean, I, look, I mean, I've yeah, I I was more dealing with. Sorry, I'll give you a moment, Des, but I was dealing with essentially. I got hit by, so I was in the fab business and there was a period of time in which I was getting a little tired. Des quit. So my supplier of consumables is gone, <laughs> which, which created, which created some issue, right? So one, I'm dealing with the fact that my supplier has gone. My market prices have gone way up. The fab business itself went down. They nerfed my primary output production and I was barely holding on being able to supply all my bases. And so when I just couldn't play at full speed, then my bases are running at 80% efficiency. And when you're at 80% efficiency on low margins, you're just not making any money. And do that for a little while, and you're like, well, I could fix this, or maybe this game shouldn't make this so difficult for me to do. I want to play something else. <laughs> and, yeah. I mean, just, you know, I, I voted with my pocketbook, essentially. I was like, I just, it, it just it hit that point where I'm like, my fun should not depend on whether or not I can go on vacation. It shouldn't depend on whether or not um, it, it sh I should be able to enjoy the game without having to face the feeling of pointlessness. And any game that reaches that point without a good reason, I don't mind losing. Losing is part of game. I don't like, you know, I don't love it. But it, but the feeling of like, why am I doing this hit really hard. And, and at that I, point, it was, you know, I was done. I had a similar, like, different kind of angle on it, but a similar kind of thing happened to me where, like, life circumstances came up and the game, I couldn't, I could not adjust how I played the game fast enough to my life circumstances. Yeah. So I had to step away from it for a while. Well, and uh, you were saying earlier, Des, that you've come back to the game, right? Yes, I have come back to the game. Yeah. And, and one of the big things that we started talking about as well was like a huge, and I say this was the straw that broke the camel's back, and but one of the bigger ones, I maybe it was, it was a hay bale that broke the camel's back, massive hay bale of straw, um, <laughs> was, and it, it was very, uh, and so I want to encourage players that are listening to this and understand this, that like, I just want to make something very clear. Like, and this is from a year of playing this game. This is my opinion, nothing more, nothing less. Um, that is my opinion that this game is a very single player game. And 
and when we were kind of talking about shipbuilding all like that was like a that was like the topic we talked about all the time in the podcast um and i just uh, before i say anything further i just want to say like doing the podcast was an absolute joy i love doing it um uh i i want to do podcasting in the future i i love i think i actually i think i actually continued to play for a little bit longer than i really felt because i was enjoying the podcast so much (laughs) Yeah, right. It, it's it, it really was enjoyable for all of us. So it's not that was not the the thing that that burned us out by any stretch. But um, uh, when one of my partners um decided to sort of ghost me on this shipbuilding production thing, it just like really hit me like a ton of rocks. That I was like, I really am alone on this. Like I like I, like I have this corporation for sure, but like there's only a few people that are interested in doing this. And when somebody leaves, it's very much like, oh, like there's no, there's no like system in place necessarily to, you know, alleviate that. Right. It's not like somebody, it's not like, like, let's say Des, you left tomorrow kind of thing. You can be like, Hey, pair, here's your, here's my resources or here's my bases. Take care of there's, there's not that element of like cooperation, I guess is maybe the word I'll use. Yeah. It's, it's a game in which, so they put it they've created a problem. No player can do everything by themselves, but no player can realistically rely on other players in an environment with the problems that come from doing that. And I I I didn't like it when you know I understood when my supplier had to leave, but I was not well positioned. And and I was and I was only dealing with things that came out of the base market, right? If I was in something where I was dependent on a difficult to make part that's not available on the market or limited market availability, and then all of a sudden that person's gone, yeah, what are you gonna do? And it happens. Like I know yeah. people that's happened to. And and you just the devs have got to make the game easier to play. <laughs> I, I I don't want it to be simple. It can be complex. It can have all kinds of layers to it. But when the player experience can be cut, that they can cut the knees out from under you in so many ways. You get sick, a friend of yours quits, something comes up, right? And you get in a yep. death cycle. And the game does not allow a player to survive that easily. You can't just switch businesses. You can't, I, I did all, I liquidated all my stuff. That took a while to even liquidate, right? And then once you liquidate, now you gotta you gotta move all the gear. It's it's hard to fix real problems. They don't. There's no almost no automation. Scaling is difficult. You're dependent on other players, but those other players are not reliable because you just it's not a business. You know, there you can't go and sue them, <laughs> and you and you can't find another supplier, right? So, so many limitations that if something just goes wrong. It's just like Des, you talked about. You started over, but you're staying at level one. Basically, you're staying yeah. in totally safe, can't be screwed. You can sell to the bank, basically, if you absolutely have to, right? Yep. I mean, absolutely. Yeah. Well, and so the things that killed you can't happen anymore. Yep. Well, and I actually, so I, I, um, I did an IPO, and the ipo value was based on the fact that when i decide to quit the game because probably the next time i will just like quit quit 
uh, indefinitely. And when I decide to quit the game, I'm going to run everything for four weeks, shut it down and liquidate everything and go away and pay out, pay out the shares. And that was how I determined the price. Cause I was like, that's the one thing that I could do is like run the bases into the ground for four weeks and then vaporize everything. Yeah. And that's the, that's the only, but there's no way to automatically, it still takes a lot of work. And so like, I had to think about whether or not I actually wanted to guarantee that I was going to stick around for long enough to do that. Like that's four weeks and that's a lot of work to liquidate that base. It, it is unfortunate that you started the game with the understanding that not only were you likely to quit, but that when you yep. did, you had a whole bunch of problems you had to solve Yep. to make sure you didn't screw people like that. That's a design flaw. I, I really like the game. Dude. My issue with the government money wasn't the government money. It's ex it's more the underlying. Are they actually going to make the game playable for players so that they're when they're faced with these dilemmas? Like, I you know, people will leave WoW, for example, I'll use WoW, and, and they'll come back and their gear's out of shape or whatever, right? But the simple fact of the matter is they they can get back in. Yeah. And other people, yeah, your raid might fail, but then you go find another raid, right? It, people are really lacking the tools to solve the problem themselves and trying to solve the problem yourself is increasingly less enjoyable and yet they've not addressed that like i and i to me when i look at the list of things they're planning to do what i don't see is let's make the game more fun for players i don't see that and like i know so many players who actually are still playing but have gone basic which means that they're not playing anymore they're not paying for the game anymore yeah they're just going basic and just like living with the consequences of that because they don't think it's worth paying for yeah and so right look I, everybody's played games where it's like you know what this is a hard work and i gotta really like i beat myself over the head and i did a treadmill that's that happens right but this game is like I don't know any games right now that like we're playing currently even that you know take a lot of work to do right like we don't know what that game is like. yeah. no we don't do those games we, we don't, don't play do those, those games, games. <laughs> yeah but but the, but the thing is, is that, satisfactory. Yeah, but satisfactory is a good example as you grow in satisfactory your automation ability increases you gain the ability to do more powerful things sure you want to really scale, you got to put some work in. But, but then it can... doesn't go away. That doesn't like. Yeah. If I have like to take a day you... off, the game's not over. It's not over. Like I got COVID and went out for over a week and I come back and like all the stuff that I built before I went out on COVID is still working fine. Yeah. No problem. <laughs> no problem. The server doesn't let us back. It still does it. <laughs> like, no. <laughs> no. But the reality is, yeah, I mean, yes, there is increasing complexity, but there is increasing reward. Yep. I, I will tell you that when I was making RFABs, it was just more and more work for a smaller and smaller market with less and less return. Mm -hmm. It just, it, it didn't make any sense. I mean, I'm, I'm making all these base products to make RFABs, which are being sold in relatively small quantities and not particularly profitable after the nerf. It's like, why am I doing this? This is insane. Why would I go to AFABs? And I'd say the big thing too, which is very interesting, what I learned about like shipbuilding especially, is, you know, it's not how they have shipbuilding currently. Like how I imagined it being, you know, highly extroverted and wanting to be cooperative with other players. And, you know, um, 
I, I like playing Destiny 2, go back to this. I really enjoy Destiny 2 for just the almost like hyper, hyper social element that it, it had, where it was like, you know, you could do raiding, raiding, and I loved raiding because then you're like socializing with others and you're hanging out and doing that jazz. But then it's like those that don't like raiding, they do PvP. But even in PvP, it still was you like six stack and go, you know, stomp on some some pubs, right? And so it's very much like that idea. But with this, what I've discovered is Prosperous Universe is a game where it's like you play single player and um, sure, like you can all like, I would say what you what what probably is more realistic if i had to if i had to restart like playing prosperous universe tomorrow this is what i would do i would say not so much like okay guys we're gonna build like a hyper centralized like system and and this is like how and speed it was always about speed and 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 that it's like nope that's not how this game is played this game is very much played like okay i'm gonna go build this ship part while i'm building this ship part that's like a highly advanced ship part by myself uh, you build your ship part and you build your ship part, right? Like mm-hmm. do it however you see fit. Like don't go like, like, but you build the chain yourself, like build this chain, you build one ship part, you build another. Don't like not this hyper centralized thing. It just doesn't work um, because the simple fact is, is if, um, if a player does leave, like we had, um, the, the market will fill that hole, right? And And that's okay. And it's not gonna ruin anything to some degree and it's like if you want more ships and this is the wacky thing about edcs especially with the amount of money that they pour into the economy if you want ships just just buy it on the market like just wait for the ship parts to be available and buy them or put sell or put buy orders that's how you build that's how you build a ship that's that's it that's the secret sauce and yeah it it's frustrating because you you i i can see particularly for a very um you know, for a very outgoing person who wants to organize a corporation, I watched the whole nascent mercantile thing, and I watched the, you know, the difficulties of doing even the most basic things. And it wasn't that you weren't trying or people weren't doing it. It's just the game is not doesn't make any of that easy. It doesn't. And let's so, be fair, there are there are people who are still playing the game and who have been playing the game for a long time. And I came back to it, and I'm really enjoying it. But you have to be so careful, so careful on how you play the game. Yeah. Or it's not fun. And it should not be so put so much onus on the player to figure out how to play it in a sustainably fun way. Yeah. Look, I, I'm not asking for a simple, boring game that everybody else plays. And I'm definitely not asking for one of those useless mobile games that, that doesn't interest me. Right. I'm out if you go to that point. I'm talking specifically about recognizing that as a person who's playing the game, I'm not, this is not my job. And if my boss wants to make my job difficult, they at least have the ability, the fact that they are paying me to do so. Uh, you're about and also, if, if my job if my job wants me to play Prosperous Universe. <laughs> yeah. But the thing is, right, so, so my... If my boss comes to me and and says, I want you to do this unpleasant task, it, I, I might come back and go, how can I make it less unpleasant? But mm-hmm. there's this incentive of, you know, there's there's this paycheck thing that you get that makes the pain worth it. At least hopefully. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly, right? But the, but the point is, is that I don't put myself through a job unless I expect a reward. 
games don't follow that same rule. You don't have steps in a game which force people to repeat drudgery merely because that's what happens in real life. You, you simplify mm -hmm. some of the boring parts. You take away the dull stuff and you make it just interesting and fun. A game in would it not be fair, Lex, to say? Would it not be fair? Like I'm, I'm, I'm hearing what you're saying. Would it not be fair to say though that you're talking about drudgery, that like there is like oh geez, there goes the podcasting mic. Um, there is drudgery <laughs> in um, like that is what actually I I would argue that's what made the game unique though to some to some degree. I've, I get what you're saying though. Like I get your your point you're trying to make. Um, but like in the same stretch, it's like. Like you said, it's not a mobile game by any stretch. It is like a complex game. And and that's, I think, what like really made it spicy for us to some degree. It was like, oh, this okay. is a game that has a high degree of complexity to it. So so let's look at the Factorio and Satisfactory examples. There's plenty of repetitive steps in those games. But part of the enjoyment is finding ways to increase the complexity of your design without having to do as much drudgery. Yes. Yeah. There's basically no way to do that that's actually a very good no. way of putting it i'm building more and more sh i'm i'm buying parts and building more and more ships i'm gonna be up to like i don't know how many ships uh probably somewhere close to 20 ships part of the reason i'm doing that is because if i have more ships than i need it becomes easier to logistically manage things because you can just fly things without thinking about it as much um, but just but like that is like a limit. Like I, since there's no way for me to automate ships, I have to fly them, which means that on a daily basis, I'm having to issue roughly 20 commands to ships, probably more like 30 to 40 to keep things running, which is just pure tedium. Like, I mean, I, I, it's not the most fun part of the game. Like, that's not why I log on. It's like, oh, let me go refuel my ships and send them. Yep. It's kind of like a pain point that's a necessary pain point to actually play the fun part of the game, which is to grow and, your empire. And so Seapair ran into the problem, right? You want to make ships. The complexity of making ships is not rewarded in some nice way. It says, no. look at you for having gone and really worked out a hard problem and solved it and really done something impressive. Now you get to deal with the fact that you get ghosted by your team member and now you got a problem. Yep. Like that's, it, there's that disconnect. And I'm not saying I hate the game. I like the game. It's just, I noticed that I'd reached the point where it's like, the only thing I can do is either get less complex so that I can do this or I can get more complex and fail more because I'm not in a position where I can easily solve the, I have limited hours in a day and I can't always guarantee that I'm going to be able to handle this thing. Yeah. That, that that's going to happen. I just have that kind of life, you know, kids, grandkids, the whole deal. You, and they're not paying yeah. me. Right. So we right. have to make a choice. And <laughs> mom, why yeah. doesn't grandpa come and visit? Cause we didn't pay him enough. <laughs> 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 but yeah, it, it, and so at, at the core, it's a really good game. And I, I mean, I think I think basically the people who keep playing this game have turned it into their idler. Yep. Which is what I have done. I literally just said, "Okay, I'm just going to play this game in a way 
that I just idle it. And it's, it's the entertaining thing I do when I log on once in a while, and it's fun in that regard. But I'm not going to actually invest any kind of like time or energy into it beyond just occasionally planning out the next phase and then slowly getting there. Boy, that's a real ringing endorsement. I time. know, right? Yeah. Exactly. It, yeah, it, it that's that's not a strategy. That's, you know. And the most, the long, the players that I know that have been there the longest are roughly doing the same thing that they've been doing for a year. There's been some changes, there's optimizations, they're exploring and playing with different things, but a lot of the time that they spend on the game, they actually spend outside of the game writing tools for the game. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're basically playing with the derivatives, not the yep. game itself. Yeah. Like Arkeel, who's been on the podcast before, has spent a lot of time working on improving the governor spreadsheet that calculates what you need to do as a governor, what things you need to invest in to get the populations in order. <laughs> Which is like... A fun thing that's not playing the game though yeah that's yeah i totally get what you're saying yeah yeah so it's an idler it's basically an idler which so yeah i mean it's saying it's 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 i think it's a game with a really fascinating core i do and, and it's really fun when you first start uh, yep. it, it's one of those games where when you when you first begin and you see the world and you see the opportunities and you get excited about the possibilities, it gets really exciting. Yep. This is one of those games that I've seen more... The ghosting is just people get up one day and they're just done. So, and yes, and it happens so fast. It's like so fast. People are like, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that and do that. And then one day they wake up and they're like, oh, this is just, no, I'm done. <laughs> this is just... <laughs> uh, and, and it happens so fast yeah, and, and if you're designing the game you, you need to understand why like what is it that's causing this to happen because the, the number of new players is a finite thing I mean there's only so many people that have never played the game before you know, that or just turned 18 or whatever right it's like yes wait, there's a new supply wait, coming in wait what <laughs> oh, it, the point is it, Basically, you get your new audience. You get a new audience essentially two ways, right? When they you get, turn eighteen. It, yeah, it's 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 a reference to they get old enough to start playing these games, whatever age that is, right? Oh, okay. <laughs> but they they they, they like enter the limit. It's like this is no, M, no. this is M for mature. <laughs> no, no, no. Clearly, it's there. There are people that reach the point of maturity or interest where a game like this would appeal to them, or it's now available, and that reaches. There's new people entering the market through that mechanism. And, and there are people aging out, but I would say there's probably more people entering than aging out. But there's also who's played it and moved on. And it's a pretty finite population, right? You, you've, you, yep. have to, you have to solve these kind of problems. And you know, I think for you, all of us ran into different versions of that in different ways. And, it's and, interesting that you bring up we ran into different versions of it, because I would agree. Like, we did almost like we did, like burnout or the fact that it's not like an mmo like for me like mmo it, it should be concerning that three people who are actively involved in a podcast and really really enjoying the game all just within a few months of each other were like we're done yeah that's that and for different reasons some of them but related. all but very kind of like different reasons but very related similar kind of reasons yeah. And, you know, you, you could argue that, you know, 
you could argue they they might have sort of common roots, but yeah, it's. I just I want games like this to succeed. Independent games are important, very mm -hmm. very important. Yeah, and mm -hmm. it's not. I'm not worried that they don't have a huge budget. I don't even care that they have to take government money to get it. I just really concern more. Are they looking at the player experience and trying to figure out why? As you get to a certain point in the game, it just stops being as much fun as it was before. Now that can happen in any game, and you know, every game has some point where you get to that, but it just seems to kind of happen awfully quickly and for awfully basic reasons. So, do you know that they just put out a, somebody posted and asked for feedback on what they could do to change the map? in the existing universe, not generate a new universe, no reboot, add and change stuff in the existing map, not just the UI, like the actual universe. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Are you saying like one of the devs did? Yes. Oh, okay. So, and there's a whole bunch of feedback on that with a lot of interesting ideas about how to actually make the game interesting outside of the core. Which and is right now. I, based on past experience, there's a, probably a few of those things that will be implemented. I'm not sure the ones that will actually make the game fun will be. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, so if you're going to increase the distance people have to go, you have to... Like, I just don't ever recall playing a game in which, like, at level 15, you're still using a pickaxe. Well, so one of the things that, that I suggested is like, if you're going to make a ga game where you want people to invest in going in the outer rim, you can't just put a planet with a resource that is super efficient at mining it. Because they fly out and they fly back. You need clusters of planets with, with good resources and where you can actually build something that produces something and ships to the rest of the galaxy. You need like clusters of behaviors. You need things to be more connected on the outer rim because they're like, it's this hub and spoke thing right now where you actually have to fly in really close to the core to go back out another branch rather than just flying straight across. And so like they've made it infinitely more difficult to do anything reasonable on the outer rim and you just it and i've looked at it i know a lot of people in my corporation have looked at it lots of people have tried to throw together ideas and everybody wants to do it it just doesn't actually make sense to do it that's what you need warp gates <laughs> but i actually well also and then there's other things that I, that you could do that you don't even need warp gates if you could just build hyperspace lanes that were faster than every other than other lanes but, but like there's other ways to implement that mechanically well, but but the thing is I think but what but what do work gates do right so work gates are about simplifying something which yes. is too complex until they start doing that like that's a specific example right yes it's like take something which is complicated and make it a little less complicated for players that have more resources and ability name me two things in the game where that's the case today and i think what i'm afraid of is that they're going to look at the feedback and add things to the game add things to the map that make it more complicated yeah which is a mistake the game which has is... already got enough complexity well, yes. they only kind of memify it and, and sort of like make jokes about it. But like, you know, there's there's really like 
I, I'm not joking when I do say that warp gates could actually save the game. Like I, I'm, I am dead rock serious about that because yes. of the fact I think about it from the perspective of real life to some degree in the sense of what do highways do? What has the yes. highway done? Yes. The highway so has created centralized routes, but also there's like pit stops along those routes. Like people could have, you know, gas stations or any number of things that would make like it almost seem very communal in a sense. Like right it now, is not, it's not an accident that Jita happened. If you've ever played uh, Eve Online, right? It's like no, I the haven't. fact. Sorry, I don't even know what you're talking about. Jita is like a central. I hope I got their name right. It's been a long time, but is a central hub that everybody does trades at because it happens to be just the right position on the map for a whole bunch of things to happen, and it creates. A group it it combines players across a large spectrum, and then does a lot of very useful things. It's similar to um, how WoW used to, the not the original WoW the original EverQuest had the market, the original original EverQuest had that little area big room that was a big market everybody go to. I can't remember the name of it anymore. It's been over a decade, but those things matter. And so yes, warp gates will bring players closer together. Now, a negative take would be that it would dilute the profit opportunities already present in the market by making everything next to everything else. I don't know if I'm worried about that, but that's... Well, that so here's what I suggested great. in my post is that they they make the ability to build essentially space stations with a local market and a warehouse. So it doesn't take away from the CX, but there's local market, there are exchanges going on. Yeah. Makes sense. And then a way to advertise it on the map so that people know where it is and they can go find it and they can build around it, build clusters of planets and build into their infrastructure. And you can if you can advertise what you will consistently supply there. Um, then and you cluster planets together and you make essentially some version of warp gates where you make certain paths faster through the galaxy and make it player the players have the ability to build that or make a certain hyperlane faster. Like then basically with those tools, you give the players the ability to transform the entire galaxy. And, and that gets bigger when people are, have automation to support that kind of capability yes. when they have better logistics yes. to enable, like some of the basic underlying pain points fix those things. Yeah. I think that stuff works. I mean, I, I'm yep. not entirely negative about it. I think there's some good ideas there. I still think that, you know, the, yeah, yeah, they just, they're not, they need to structurally think about how this game is supposed to be played. Yep. And, and how would a, you know, I, I, I work in auction theory and in auction theory, the fundamental question you ask is what would a rational person do? So just a natural question. They don't always act rationally, but how do you set up the design of your auction so that, the decision they make makes sense. I think the same thing applies to game design. Yep. Like, yeah. how, how do you build your game? And I think they did that when they designed it, but it's clear to me that they've not done that to the game state as it is today. Well, and one of the things that I've heard is that they might implement, uh, you can be a governor of multiple planets. Okay. Which... I think it's a mistake because like it takes something that's already it doesn't simplify anything. Yeah, it does it doesn't make the game any more approachable. It doesn't make it any more approachable. 
It doesn't. Hey. Yeah, it doesn't fix anything. I I. But it I'm takes like... it takes effort and development time, and well, that's why like like the the whole politics and and uh whatever politics and our, I can't remember what politics and infrastructure maybe I don't remember. Anyway, like it's just if all it does is add complexity, then yeah. It's not gonna work. It's gonna people are gonna be interested in it. They're gonna do stuff in it a while. Then it's gonna settle, and it's people are gonna not do a bunch of stuff because it's not worth it. And to to me, this game may be one of the very few games I've played. So, you know, I think about game design as a bit of a hobby, mm-hmm. and they have made the mistake of wargaming in the 1980s. The, mm. the the big hero game revolution of the 1990s. Mm-hmm. basically said i mm-hmm. want you to have all the meaningful decisions of that game with the 150 page rule book but i don't want you yep. to have to learn the 150 page rule book it's like i, I like i've played yep. a game called starfleet battles starfleet battles has got all the complexity you could ever possibly want i've played games that are just as fun with a three-page rule book and a lot more approachable because all those extra rules all those extra stages mm-hmm don't fundamentally add to the gaming experience. They just add to the amount of work and thought. And yeah, some some expert player will figure out how to shield bounce and do some crazy stuff that makes them the god of the game. For the right. average person, that stuff's unapproachable. It doesn't improve the experience. And he actually redesigned the game to Federation Commander. He's like, I have to make a simpler game. Uh, and, and he took the same basic mechanics and he cut three quarters of the complexity out and made a simpler, much more approachable version of exactly the same game. I thought it was actually quite a bit more fun, but you know, it's still actually too complex, even for modern games. Complexity, the best games out there aren't the most complex. Mm-mm. They're not the ones that are the most painful. In fact, if anything, you know, the most popular games are often really simple and have relatively few rules. It's mm-hmm. giving players a way to find the complexity within the structure you give them i was thinking of uh, minecraft being a prime example of that i'm gonna have to let you give give me your point like how to i I don't i'm not connecting my statement to you so i'll I'll let you you explain that it's not as not as simple right like not as simple but people find the complexity find the complexity in it like like i don't know if you played minecraft in like in in its early days like like yeah i'm a pre-release yeah minecraft yeah yeah remember like remember um like spleef remember spleef and all that jazz like that was insane like somebody took the concept of like like that shears shears break wool instantly and turned it into a game right they like they did (laughs) things they did things and then now obviously we have like redstone computers right yes like red, freaking... i did the redstone computer stuff there's a youtuber who's yeah. building the entire world like every city I've the entire that. planet in minecraft okay. every building that's oh, really cool it's it's crazy like they but it's at its root minecraft is super 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 simple oh and, and their blocks <laughs> yeah <laughs> and and minecraft does not get better because you have to do more and more complex steps to achieve something that's not the fun part of minecraft right the no. fun the fun part of minecraft is making things and i actually liked i liked to play the modded versions where yes the complexity was higher but the complexity led to the ability to do something really really cool and really really rewarding oh dude when i was in freaking grade 10 or 11 i forget what grade i was in 
um i built a fully functioning like bank like, oh god like, oh, like atm oh. using uh, mm, like using TechIt. i think it was TechIt at the time with the conveyors and um i had like bank accounts the whole nine yards i was like man freaking you're making me feel absolutely ancient that you refer to playing a game that i was playing when you were in high school or even <laughs> younger than that no well let's back up let's back up the game is fairly old minecraft is actually a fairly old game. yeah it's it, the problem is when you get to past you know 20 time the years pass so quickly that it feels like Minecraft came out yesterday, but yeah, it didn't. Now that I think about it, but yeah, you're, you're right, and that's that's the thing, right? Like, RFabs is a great example. What makes RFabs more rewarding to make than BFabs? Like, just what is more rewarding? More complex. It's much, <laughs> it's much more complex to make. Yeah, but what is that complex? That's just more steps, more effort. <laughs> like what what about it is actually like i've really done something great the fact that i might be able to get into some weird side business maybe right but the complexity of making our fabs is quite a bit a step up and the reward is not quite there for the amount of extra effort i mean i and, basically said no yeah. that complexity is not something that i want to play because I can't sustain like it's just not worth it. You don't have, you, you have other things. You have life. You have things you have yeah. to do, and you you don't have the luxury of enjoying the additional complexity. It doesn't mm -hmm. it doesn't come back and give you something you didn't have before. And and for me, that's the thing, right? I I was having probably as much fun making BFabs as I ended up having. Probably had more fun making BFabs than I did making RFabs even though solving the RFAB problem was kind of interesting. But once I'd solved it sort of mathematically, the tedium of keeping to having to do it, because I can't automate it. That's, I guess that's the point I made. Yeah. yeah. When, when I could automate the solution and I've solved it, I don't have to solve it again. Well, but with know, no yeah. automation, I have to solve it over and over really, and over again. Really interesting if, like, you know, here's uh, TM, 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 TM. Uh, if they made a game where... Um, it was very similar to Prosperous Universe where it was like you could like like think of like I don't even know what to call it necessarily but think of it like Empire Factorio where it's like you built like massive factories you spent money to build the resources to build said factories and then you know you have a player that comes into the game for the first time and then they look at you and they're like oh like this guy has a space empire with like 7 million factories and he's doing all these things and it's like yeah because I can automate everything right yep um, here Oh, and yeah. that would actually mean that, like, the exponential curve on the base limit wouldn't be a problem. Right. Because you could just keep building more and more and more and more. Yeah, cost goes up, but your ability to... But your ability to pay up, for it yeah. is going up. So it wouldn't, it wouldn't be a limit. But it's a limit now in combination with the fact that logistically you can't... There's just only so many clicks you have a day. You have to decide. This is a click management game. You have to decide how many clicks you're going to spend a day. <laughs> your Fitbit is like, yeah, you spend your clicks. You're done. You're done. <laughs> that's, that's actually a really good way to put it, right? That you have to, everything you do in the game yep. requires a certain amount of actions. And those actions are finite unless you just 
literally don't have a job or don't have anything you have to <laughs> yeah. do besides <laughs> maybe if you're that person right? there was some retired folk that played this game that like that's what they really enjoyed doing and i was like man that's awesome that's great that you're enjoying that <laughs> where's my heart and and if i had that kind of time and i thought the rewards were worth it then i'd still be playing yeah uh, the reality is is that it just eventually it just stopped adding up and for me the most disappointing thing about playing the game was I got into solving a more complex problem and the game got considerably less fun once I did. Mm-hmm. All right, gentlemen, final yep. thoughts. Uh, we're nearing the hour. Uh, yep. So, Lex, final it's, it, thought. what do you got? What do yeah, you got for the it, it, I think it's a great game that is killing itself by not addressing some of its core problems. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a substantial mistake and it's a shame. And I, I think that at some point they're going to have to look in the mirror and realize that's what they're doing. That's my final thought. Des, what you got? Mm. Do you want me to come back? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, basically, basically, uh, my final thought is I'm enjoying it as an idler right now, and that's basically all I'm doing with it. And I'm experimenting with an IPO to see, but like that's the other thing is like the IPO is completely external to the game. <laughs> completely player run initiative to make make things more fun yep Uh, so i'd say for me game's got huge potential i'm excited to see its future um but i'd say that future is a long ways off and it's got a long road ahead of it but um i'm excited to see what this game turns out to be in the end uh whether it gets fully developed or not so um yeah we'll see where it goes i definitely am not I think this is the big thing is like people are like I'm leaving this game. It's like I would say like for Dest like I'll give an example Destiny Two. I left for good because I was like, yeah, I can no longer handle some of the big, big kind of almost like industry wide decisions they were making on the game. Um, but this game's not that. This game's not that. It's more about time than anything else. I think it just got more time in the easy bake oven. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. so. Anywho, well, that is the final episode of Paradox Prime. It's the final, final episode. There was a final episode, and this is the real final episode, bringing back the All-Star team. Uh, so, yeah, thanks, Lex and Dez. It's been an absolute ple- pleasure just podcasting with you guys. Um, and yeah, like, podcasting ain't over for us. Uh, if you're interested in... We're doing this thing, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. If you're interested in what we've been getting up to, uh, while we've been recording this episode, we actually have been playing Satisfactory. Um, we are currently discovering the secrets of the universe, a la the secrets of how many Fix-It coupon points per a minute we can generate using every resource available to us on the map. Um, and so we are working on that mega base right now, and we're having an absolute blast automating all that and and uh figuring that jazz out so if you want to find out more we will leave a link in the description where you can find out that youtube channel and find out all the happenings going on with us trio our trio with regards to that so um and feel free to join in um if you're interested in joining us uh look us up and uh hit us up we'd be absolutely uh thrilled to have you along for the ride so okay that's all I got. Any, any, uh, debt, Lex? Lex, what's the send off, buddy? Are we really doing this? <laughs> <laughs> it's a great send off. I like it. All right. Bye, guys. Yeah. Later. Bye.